You are now listening to Asking for a Friend with Talk Doc, sharing insights through real, honest, and practical ways to improve your communication and relationships. Featuring your hosts, Dr. Pamela Kreiser, Meredith Edwards Nagel, and Taylor Polendo. Welcome back, everyone, to our Family Survival Kit for the Holidays. This is episode four, and we are excited to talk with you about ways you can make your holidays better by improving and planning your communication. In today's episode, we're going to talk about bad behavior. That's a judgmental thing to say, right? This idea that we could do a bad behavior at the holiday. But the reality is there are behaviors that people do that aren't very functional. So the question is, how can you and I get ready to encounter these dysfunctional behaviors? What can we do in terms of preparing ourselves to survive? Now, notice I didn't say when. I said survive the holidays. So that's what we're about. Taylor, note that. Surviving. The thing that I think is so funny is how we end up trying to think that our family experiences are going to be different each year before we get there. We think, okay, this time it'll be different. That person that doesn't help will help. And that casserole that I never really liked, I'll like. Today, we're going to talk just about what to do in terms of preparing ourselves. And I want to start with one quiz question. Oh, jeez. No, it's a short quiz. You can handle it, okay? So, but here's what I want you to do. I'm going to change the game a little. And that is, it's one question, all or nothing. Oh. One question, okay? And I want you to, I want you to say the percentage that is your guess. So at the same time, so I'll say one, two, three, and you're gonna say your answer, okay? What percentage of Americans celebrate Christmas? Okay, think about it. This is kind of an interesting thing. 67. You're supposed to do Oh, oh. <laughs> you're supposed to say it okay. at the same time. So oh. this is an example of a bad behavior, okay? So we save it. Have you, do you play games with your family where you have the rules and the people just don't do it? Right here, here's my family. Okay, okay. that's bad. all right, it's okay. okay. It's okay. So 89, no. What did you say? 67. 67? Yeah, Hanukkah's a big holiday here. No, or but you can celebrate Christmas and Hanukkah. Some people do. Oh, that's pretty low. Can I change it? Can she change it? She wants to go get, check the, the book. But wait, we should do it again on three and we each pick a new one. Pick a new number? Okay. okay. All second right. Chance? Yeah, second chance. Okay. We'll, we'll adapt. Yeah, adapting We're is into quality. preparation. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. You are ready? On yeah. three. One, two, three. 82. 82. <laughs> that was real. That was That's real. Like that was real. Okay. That was so, actually weird. But are we right? No. <laughs> oh, dang it. That would have been so cool. <laughs> uh, 93. Oh, wow. 93. Oh. So you kind of yeah. got closer to the first one. Yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. I don't know that I knew that percentage. So you just saw an example of bad behavior. So start to think about the bad behaviors that go on in your house. What goes on and what kind of preparation can you think about doing to make that go a little better from a communication standpoint? So let's start by talking about what bad behavior is out there. It's funny, I feel like this can be such a playful, this is so annoying, this, this person does. But some bad behaviors are like really hard on families. Yeah, true. I reached out to some people to hear so that I don't just talk about only my family's bad behaviors or my <laughs> right. own bad behavior. Right. It seems like there's always someone that drinks too much. Mm-hmm. And that seems to be a pretty classic one that I've asked a few people. But I've kind of realized in talking to some people that more than just the bad behavior of the person that drinks too much is the fact that everyone else in the family collectively talks about that person. Mm-hmm. Behind the back. So are, is or, that also the bad behavior? Yeah. Like, oh, oh we, we, it's yeah. always Uncle So-and-so that drinks too much every year, you mm-hmm. know. But then everyone is talking poorly about that person, so that's also that behavior. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Supporting the dysfunction in a way. Yeah. We're not right? going to address the bad behavior, but let's just talk about it. Anyway. Yeah. Since we're having wine and she's not, does that mean we're doing bad behavior? That's because I did a bad behavior to get a good behavior. <laughs> I don't think it's bad. Birds and bees. <laughs> I'm pregnant. Mazel, Congratulations. Thanks. So our, po our podcast is growing. I have no idea it's out of stand. So let's actually talk about that for a second. Let's talk about this idea that we want to be playful about this topic, but if you're someone who struggles and has something going on in your family that's really serious or threatening or unsafe, yeah. we hear you and we see you, and we aren't talking about that kind of situation, but we do know it exists. The kinds of things we're talking about are for relationships that we want to keep and to kind of manage existing relationships that we want to be long-term with the, the family. So what's the report out there? Okay. I guess well, it doesn't have to be your family, but... Yeah, but I'm just going to be straight. This is my family. It's, <laughs> it's the exact same thing that I talked about a couple <laughs> episodes ago. Okay. Happened again the other day. Same person, same scenario. Okay. It was a cold fall day. Oh <laughs> Son and my brother were outside playing, having a great time. We mm. come in for a hot beverage. Yeah. He's too super excited. I give him tea. He's like so excited. It's the new special treat for him. He likes to drink the bag. It's like a exciting yeah. thing. And I made my brother cocoa. Well, my brother then took little marshmallows and like put it in his and mm -hmm. then gave my two-year-old one. Well, this is something I've talked about many times with them and you that I don't give my kid sugar. So I was like, hey, like, what are you doing? Don't do that. Don't give him that. And he's like, he took it away. And then he said, you're too rigid. And I'm just going to put it right here. Ooh. And he puts it on my two-year-old's tray, who is utterly confused. He's looking yeah. at me, like, just saw yeah. me say no. But then he picks it up, and he, like, puts it over his cup because he just saw his uncle do that. And he looks at me again, like, can I have this? And I'm like, no, babe, I'm so sorry. And some people might be like, oh, it's just a marshmallow. Like, right. I have it. Sure. But ultimately, like, I don't want to enforce or reinforce and allow this bad behavior of right. this boundary that keeps getting violated after I've asked repeatedly. And also I was like, that's so mean to do to this little kid. Yeah. And so I said, tell your uncle that's rude. And he said, that's rude, uncle. Which I don't know, maybe that's a bad behavior <laughs> yeah, to teach probably. your kid to like that's an adult, but. I feel like what's mixed into that too is like the bad behavior of like teaching your child to disrespect your rule. Yeah. Oh, Which yeah. is more than just crossing a boundary between adults, but like, hey kid, what parent X has to say, whether it's a rule you like or not, whatever, it's your kid, then you can disrespect you. Yeah. And that, oh, yeah. that would get really under my skin. Yeah. And I'm not they, even a mom yet. I wish I had a drink, but I'm like already <laughs> thinking how not happy I would be in that instance. Well, I think it's tough though, because you're saying it's, it's a repeated pattern too. So it's yeah. not a one-off and that makes it harder each time it repeats. Because mm -hmm. it's like, you're intentionally not respecting what I've said. Also, I have to question like I have him take him out on like outings and it's a special yeah. thing and I'm like can I trust you now with my kid because yeah. you don't do That's like in my face you don't do what I'm asking yeah. so how yeah. would you ever do what I'm asking in private yeah and that was hmm. very concerning interesting so when he says I've tasted beer then oh god <laughs> no we have that actually this yeah is oh, really yeah we had uh one time we were talking with our oldest who was i think seven at the time and he had tasted beer when he was four when grandpa was babysitting oh, and he said i've already tasted it when we said do you want to taste beer and he said i've already tasted it and we were like that is totally not fine <laughs> yeah interesting and grandpa chimed in and said it's okay he didn't like it and we're like but you don't get <laughs> beer <laughs> like what what 
Also, other people can't dictate what's okay for you and yeah. your family. Yeah, like, yeah. I get to decide what's okay and not okay. Yeah. Well, I think that's a huge category for sure, and I lived that with, with littler kids where they start to maybe have a situation where someone parents, even while you're in the room, and you're like, wait, I'm here. Like, I can parent. I don't need you to do that. Yeah. For me, it's going to come down to communication for sure. I have adult children. They encounter what I encountered when I was an adult at holidays. Why are you still single? Mm. What are you going to do with the rest of your life? Why haven't you graduated yet? Yeah. There are all these expectations. Why aren't you dating? Fill in the blank. Sort of this, why aren't you filling the expected benchmarks that should happen for someone who's 24? Should. Or whatever. Yeah, no, should is the word there for sure. Yeah. I was talking to this friend of mine, and she's actually just crossed that barrier of, it's actually my little sister's friend. She's crossed this barrier of college, so like graduated and like getting into other career ventures or whatnot, right? She let me know that two specific topics seem to come up, and it's religion and politics, that it, mm. like an aunt or uncle or somebody will say like their opinion to them or about like, mm -hmm. and then kind of ask them, well, yeah. what do you think? And then she seems like she's, because she's gone off to college, she's learned some things and she has a little difference of opinion on those subjects. And so she'll share, mm -hmm. thinking she's being respectful and having an open dialogue with her aunt or uncle. <laughs> and typically it's this very yeah. like know-it-all behavior, which is like, well, you're, when you get older, you'll change your mind. Like, which is mm. like, well, so I, I feel like that bad behavior would be the, the know-it-all person that thinks like, well, just because you're in this stage in life, even though I asked you your opinion, I don't, mm -hmm. didn't really care anyway, unless it matched my... Yeah. Ouch. That's, that's that kind of yeah. like a, is, that, is that kind of like a younger, like adult, like discovering themselves, but also knowing like, well, this is where I'm at. This is who I am mm -hmm. right now. That doesn't mean I can't change my mind later on the road, but who are you to say that this isn't important right now? Yeah. Well, it's, that's interesting you say that because so when I teach my college students, one of the things that they report back in my conflict class that I teach is they talk about being sort of stuck at the children's table. Mm. There's a dismissive part to your story yeah. a little bit. Like one day you'll see how we see it. Yeah. You haven't really gotten off the children's table. And my students will say, hey, I'm 23 or I'm 25. I work full time. Like, what the heck? Yeah. What's happened? I pay for my own college, many of them. And they'll say, how is that that I don't have a, a spot at the adult table? I'm still in like a small chair with the four-year-olds. Like, what happened? Yeah. Literally at the children's table. Oh, and that's kind of an interesting thing when you have some family behaviors where they say, like, unless you're married or unless you have a partner, that gives you status. Like, you're like, your opinion's not valid. Yeah, it's like you have to... <laughs> it's a status thing, yeah. is what you're saying. No, there's an, it's interesting, because I hear that story of your friend, and I think, why is her opinion not allowed to be an equal opinion to somebody else's? Or why even bother asking if you really just want them to match you yeah <laughs> yeah thing is that's our next episode to talk about managing difference at mm -hmm. the holiday so we're going to talk yeah. about that which will get us into what do you do about that so if yeah. you haven't checked out our series this is episode four and we've done four that we'd love for you to check out this is the fourth and then the fifth one coming up is about difference and then we'll get into new beginnings definitely check that out you can check out the podcast audio version on spotify and apple podcasts all the big platforms and then you can also, of course, check us out on YouTube. So now we have to talk about what to do. Oh, yeah. This is always a rough part. <laughs> yeah. Instead what do you do about like these bad behaviors, right? Noting them, yeah. figuring yeah. out like how you respond to them. So mm -hmm. what kind of things rise for you? One, I have a tip. I have a tip that nice. has helped me through surviving many awkward a situation. <laughs> many, many. In college, my roommate and I came up with code words or phrase mm. to get you out of sticky situations. You know, you want it to be subtle, something that can flow into conversation. Mine was, let's get the fuck out of here. That was your code word? No. She's full of shit. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I don't remember that. <laughs> 
bad no, tip. My friend who did use her code word with, she had a phrase with her mom and she said, you know, when you're little, you don't want to spend the night at your friend's house. Sometimes it's awkward to tell yeah. them that. So she had a phrase, mom, if I don't want to stay, I'm going to tell you, are the cats okay? Are the cats okay? That means come pick me up. We're out. So she's like, mom, are the cats okay? And I'm like, yeah, honey, they're great. Have fun. I just like totally. Oh, so she like didn't know. Forgot it. Whoever you're setting up your code phrase with, make sure they know what it is and remember it. So the code phrase is something that sounds normal enough to be embedded in regular talk, yeah. but gets you out of the situation. So like right now, if Meredith and I have to get away from you, I say, what do you think, Meredith? And really, actually what I think is I need to go check something. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. Whatever your phrase is, but it's your exit strategy. I think it's a good one at the topic of, um, like if there's a topic that comes up at the dinner table and you're like, oh. And you hooked up with your favorite aunt or cousin, your friend, whoever mm -hmm. you brought to this. Right. With the code word. Yeah, with the code word. And you're like, oh, when I say this, you need to change the subject. Or we need to go mm. get some ice. Or let's go check our phone. Or whatever okay, like it is. Like, okay. You can either use it as an exit strategy or like, let's just change the environment. Mm. So if I yell Spider-Man, that seems not a good code word, right? <laughs> yeah. Bad example. <laughs> and I can't have something that's too Thanksgiving because you could accidentally say it. Like at right. or Christmas, right? Would be no, a my real one was, what time is it? What time is it? Meredith, what time is it? Uh, That's like a leaving the party. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that one's settled either, though. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. I, I, it makes me think about one uh, episode we talked about was taboo topics, which mm -hmm. kind of just thinks about that story, which yeah. was things like religion and, and whatnot. So to touch base on that, if you're like someone that knows, oh, I have a difference of opinion with my family, then that can maybe help. But also it was, which I always love, I, I go back to, to Jason Harper's managing conflict because a mm -hmm. lot of these bad behaviors are sure. conflicting with like some of our core nests yeah. or whatever that is, right? He always talks about those, just how you listen, right? Like, what mm -hmm. are you listening for? And it actually just made me think of it with that tip that you said. I actually had a therapist tell me once, if someone asked a really invasive question, like, why aren't you dating yet? Or all of those oh, things. Or a yeah. big one for me was even just people asking me before I was pregnant, like when I wanted to have kids or all that yeah, stuff. That's it's like, well, what if that's something I don't want? Or what if that's something I'm not capable of doing? Or what yeah. if I've been trying for a long time and that yeah. was a really hurtful question? And my therapist sure. always used to say, to respond back, ask saying, well, why do you ask? Oh. <laughs> and and to like kind of- minded person? And to, no, but to oh. kind of have the person like think, well, why am I asking? Because I think sometimes people just do that at holidays, especially yeah. like just word vomit. And like, are you gonna have kids yeah. Meredith? Yeah, and you're just like, well, oh, well, why do you ask? You know, you don't have to do it. It's always going back to a lot of things we've talked about, which is doing yeah. it in a way that's as neutral yeah. as possible, right? Yeah, so. Sure. Cause I think I could definitely do it in a way that's like, well, why do you ask? What's your ask? problem? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of the strategies that I give my college students is if they don't have something lined up perfect after graduation, they tell me they don't want to go to their parties oh. with the family. They don't mind friends. Yeah. Friends are fine, but the family is, they're going to all be there. They're going to ask me what I'm doing and I won't have an answer. And I don't want to do that 25 mm. times. Yeah. What I have trained them to, as a strategy is to say, reframe it into Oh, so what are my next steps? Right. So oh. take their question and change the question and answer the question that you just edited it to be. Okay, I like that. So like, what would be another example of that? Like if you're looking for a career or if, what about you? What if it's a political thing? <laughs> well, I think- can, can you not do that? You yeah, can't do that. I mean, it's difference of opinion. probably pretty oh, tough yeah. there. Yeah, that's probably a rough one. But so are you just, instead of, this is my life plan because yeah. I know everything and I figured everything okay, out, you're right, just saying, right. well, my next step is to get through the summer. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I have or, I'm, or I'm applying I'm, to medical school. Yeah, or, or like I'm, you just say one little thing mm-hmm. and it gives them like the taste of your plan is what they're probably wanting to know is like what you're yeah. doing in life. Yeah. yeah. And not that you have everything figured out or you have right. this whole map, but right. you're just like, my next step is to take the summer off and do nothing. Well, yeah. that one doesn't go over as well. You take the gift card back. Yeah. <laughs> so learning how to reframe those questions, you, your guidance with people, mm-hmm. yeah. is to learn how to reframe the questions so that it's not as maybe personal or like invasive if you're not sure about sharing all those things. It's like re- redirecting basically if you get it, it's like the art of redirection. Well that and, and just think about like if you aren't dating and don't want to be dating and you know that aunt's always going to ask you about that, yeah. you'd be ready. Yeah, to true. reframe it into a different question. You get with planning and being ready. So are you? So are you asking? Oh, I'm very social, and I, you know, are you asking about am I socializing and I, during the pandemic or whatever? Yeah, I am. You know, and answer the question that you've changed it to be. Mm-hmm. That right? makes me think about boundaries, and we did the series on it, which is my favorite. You should definitely check it out. But how to manage difficult people? Yeah, and it's the people who are like continuously abusing your boundaries. Right? Yeah, the resistors. Um, but that you have a plan that it's a kindness you're giving to them, one, it's not me. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. And you have a plan of a neutral response because let's just expect oh, yeah. people to violate right. your boundary. Like if they yeah. don't and they listen the first time, awesome for them. Keep those people. Yeah, but <laughs> if they're like the rest of us, um, maybe need some reminders. So you plan ahead yeah. your neutral response because in the moment I think you're just like, why do they always do this? And you kind of like freak yeah. out. And but I also thought it goes back to fractioning that you talked about a couple oh, yeah. episodes ago. And instead of flying off the handle and saying, you've done this like a hundred times or reminding them of the 10 <laughs> times they violated your boundary, yeah. let's yeah. just keep it on the, in this time, yeah. this is how you're violating it and like addressing it, keep it, you want to like make it smaller, right? right? Make it smaller and use neutral uh, words or phrasing. Yeah. And you planned it ahead so that you're not responding out of the anger of being right. violated again. And it's like, well, we've already prepared. We're expecting yeah. you to violate it and we've prepared mm-hmm. our answer. Unfortunately. Yeah. Right. Dealing with one little nugget at a time. One little marshmallow. Actually. One little marshmallow <laughs> at a right? time. And I got to maintain that one. <laughs> that's actually, that's a good analogy for me. No, I mean, but that's an interesting case and a decision you have to make, right? Of this idea, do you focus on the one marshmallow that's at hand, mm-hmm. or do we talk about the 25 marshmallows that you've maybe handed out? Well, and I'm gonna use my code word with my partner, and like, you're gonna manage this boundary this time because mm-hmm. I can't have this fight yeah. again, oh. and I'm gonna use my code word I like there. that, that's I like a good idea. Word. You're yeah. gonna help me out. Don't give that code word away here. That's between you two. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's good. I have one other strategy I was thinking about from our textbook that we use for one of my classes. It's called the XYZ message. Uh, that you put together and because uh, you didn't study. I say like, oh, yeah, I, know. I was like, oh, yeah, read that book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, on a book that they don't read, but that's fine. Uh, so X Y Z. So when X happens, I feel Y, and what I need is Z. Okay, so you have the behavior, the feeling, and and the intention attached there. So what am I doing? I'm saying when you put the marshmallow on the tray, I feel betrayed. Okay. And what I need you to do is to follow our dietary restrictions or guidelines that we have for our, our children. That's another avenue you can try. Instead of putting all this meaning on like, you don't respect me, you don't yeah. love me, you don't, yeah. like you put intention on what they're, yes. but instead you're just addressing what I need, the what behavior. happened. I'll tell you about the behavior, I tell you the feeling that I have in this feeling. moment, okay. and then what I need from you, what I need from you. And one of the, the reasons I use this as a tool or talk about this as a tool is I think too often we assume family knows what we need 
or they think they understand our needs better than we do, which is impossible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? Like, this is what you, you know. Yeah. Oh, I know what you need. Your yeah. kids need to not wear shoes or whatever. And it's like, no, I actually don't need you to tell me that. If people don't know how to treat you, you might have to educate them on how to treat you. Are you helping people understand what you need? Because if you just go around assuming they know, I don't know that they know. That made me think of in that series of boundaries, we maybe you haven't set up a ton of boundaries in mm-hmm. advance. So you're going into these holidays and you're like, I oh, can't yeah. read, you know, can't maintain a boundary yeah, yeah. I haven't set. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you said to pay attention to what, like the turbulence in your relationship yeah. and what you yeah. are getting upset by, that is a, an indicator that it's important to you. Yeah. So sure. if there's something you're like, wow, I really like, we always have this discussion or I'm always having this conversation mm-hmm. or this behavior really bothers me, yeah. then pay attention to that because that is signaling to you, I, it's important to me and I might need a boundary around that mm-hmm. if yeah. it's something that kind of repetitive. Yeah. yeah. And so collecting the data, mm-hmm. right? There you go again. And doing the planning. <laughs> I mean, it just writes itself, doesn't it? It's true though. <laughs> I mean, so much of this is like, if we don't get ready beforehand. Yeah. And I remember in the episode you were talking about too, a big thing for me was if anyone is similar to me that when you're in a position or around all these family or differences of opinion or people with bad behaviors, you tend to react poorly sure. if, versus if you prepare for it. Like if I know, okay, this aunt is going to ask me this or yeah. this subject's going to come up with this person and you pick your battles, right? A lot of this seems you pick your battles. Some bad behaviors, I think we need to call them out, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but you select those like, okay, there's going to be these and I'm going to pick my battle here and know how to, to operate that stressor for me. I guess that's kind mm-hmm. of, yeah. Cause you can't really do it in the moment. Yeah. It would, it would Not be, well. Yeah. And if we can't communicate well, <laughs> we don't want to do it. I'm thinking about this too, just regarding how you and I think about people. Like if we think people are rational and, or if you and I expect people to plan. So we're talking about intentionally planning, right? But we're almost sounding or expecting if we do no work that people know what they're doing. Does the aunt just ask you if you're still single? Cause they don't know what to ask you. Maybe yeah, I think so. like we can look at it and go, she's so mean. She's so self-centered. She's shooting all over me and yeah. trying to make me feel bad. Mm-hmm. But the reality is at a grad party, people ask you what you're going to do next. Cause it seems like something you should say at a grad party yeah. and have they really thought about it? Not really. That's what I'd say. Let's not give people too much credit, mm-hmm. but let's take that credit away and give them what we need mm-hmm. and, and land on that saying, I need this and I need you to know and to understand that maybe they didn't know, wow. even though they've known you for 41 years, right? We're not that old. <laughs> yes. Just throwing that number out there. It's just a favorite number today. Now I'm thinking about getting ready because we're just about to go to Christmas. So yeah. I'm like, I'd also checking my own bad behavior too, because mm. reacting poorly can be my bad behavior. Yeah. So I'm if I don't prepare remember. for some of those like interactions, I can be a little, I think, spicy or whatever you want to call it, because I don't like so-and-so yeah. asking questions like that. It gives me more peace of mind, more peace for my Christmas to just like be ready for it. And and think even internally, I've been expecting this. I, sh- I should not be shocked at this. Yeah. Right. And what you talked about in the stories we make up is that we're really missing a lot of information. So yeah. ask like two more questions than you feel comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Right. Because we go in with this intention or we assume intention on people. Sure. And then we also minimize what we're saying. We kind of shorten our message. So it's like we're already missing information. And then we also shorten what we're saying. And Uh so there's this huge gap. Gaps everywhere. everywhere. So ask more questions. Don't assume. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Which means she's saying collect the data. Ah. Ah, yeah. I think so. 
Full circle, right. yeah. Full circle in I eight. know. Happy, good luck. Happy, good luck in your holiday. Wow, I, I'm more <laughs> hopeful than that. Yeah. I don't want to just say throw the dice. I, hope. I would rather say I hope that you're thinking intentionally about how to take steps for improvement. We're not going to solve anything. We're not going to change people, but we can, I think, change the communication. For sure. Yeah. 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 Go team again. Happy holidays. Once again, thank you for joining us today. Please remember to rate, share, and subscribe to our podcast. And thank you for listening to Asking for a Friend. Let us know what you thought of the episode. Our email is hello at afafpodcast.com. This show is for educational purposes only and is copyrighted. Written permission must be granted before syndication or rebroadcasting. Thanks for listening to Asking for a Friend with Talk Talk.